Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The lawyers for the parents of the alleged Oxford shooter dropped a bombshell in the courtroom yesterday. And if the defense, the parents are calling him as their star witness, I think that's a real danger. With both Jennifer and James Crumbly in court yesterday, the action was pretty packed. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. By now, most know of the horrifying tale of the Oxford High School shooting. On November 30th of last year, 15-year-old Ethan Crumbly allegedly walked into his school and shot 11 people. Four of his classmates, Madison Baldwin, Tate Meir, Hannah St. Juliana, and Justin Schilling were killed. Ethan was arrested and faces 24 felonies, including four for murder. A few days later, Ethan's parents, James and Jennifer Crumbly, were arrested and charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter in connection with the shootings. It is extremely rare in this country for the parents of school shooters to be charged with a crime. So where do we stand today, almost eight months after the violence? The husband and wife duo appeared for a hearing in front of Oakland County Circuit Court Judge Cheryl Matthews yesterday, and the conversation began with lawyers for both sides arguing their counterparts were engaged in smear campaigns. Here's Judge Matthews from the courtroom. Defendant's motion includes complaints about statements and alleged misstatements by the prosecution in press conferences and releases. Similarly, the prosecution alleges that defense counsel themselves have circulated information about this case. The defense team of Shannon Smith and Marielle Lehman have argued several times that the prosecution was making statements in public that were either incorrect or misleading. In fact, the defense went as far as to ask for Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald to be sanctioned. But what did Judge Matthews think? There is a range of curative devices available to this court to prevent publicity from infecting a jury. Press conferences and internet posts by the prosecution have contributed to the attention given to this matter. However, post-charge, pre-arrest conduct by the defendants and statements by the defense attorneys have also contributed to the intense interest by the press. Court has no intention of censuring the media. The prosecution has agreed with defendants that all parties in contact with the media and focus on resolving this case. To that end, the court grants defendants' motion to restrict pretrial publicity. Any and all statements made about this case by the prosecution and its agents and the defendants and their agents will be made solely to the court. So, that's that. No lawyer directly associated with the case of James and Jennifer Crumbly may say anything outside of open court, in the judge's chambers, or in written filings. But what does it all mean? I'm not qualified to translate from legalese to English, but WWJ legal analyst Charlie Langton is. Were you surprised about the gag order? Not really. You know, from a lawyer point of view, I understand it. From a media point of view, I hate it. <laughs> I want to be able to talk to these people about the case. And actually, I think when there's no gag order, we journalists can do the right thing. And sometimes 
especially with social media, things get put out about the case that are just blatantly wrong. And it, there is a duty on the part of the defense attorney or the prosecutor to correct what's out there. However, I do believe that in this case, Judge Cheryl Matthews did the right thing in issuing a gag order, meaning the only thing that can be discussed about the case would be in open court or with witnesses. And that's it. Because it is a high publicized case. There are too many intricacies, too many facts that you saw the judge exclude a lot of evidence. Well, if the jurors know about some of the evidence, it may be hard to put that out of their mind. And then we do risk a change of venue motion. You don't want to have jurors that have already heard or seen evidence from somewhere else. That's just not the way we do it. All the evidence must be presented in court and subject to cross-examination. That's a big deal. The gag order was something Charlie saw coming. Got it. But what followed certainly caught him off guard. That's next. Part of the hearing on Monday was evidentiary. The Crumbly parents didn't think things like the condition of their home at the time of the shooting or the fact that Jennifer Crumbly was allegedly having an affair at the same time should be allowed to be presented at trial. And Judge Matthews agreed. But then defense attorney Shannon Smith told Judge Matthews on Monday they planned to call Ethan Crumbly himself to testify at the couple's trial. The defense said that Ethan's testimony would be related only to extraneous matters and not the November 30th shooting itself. You'll recall earlier that I said that information was a bombshell. Well, I guess it wasn't for everybody. Listen, I don't want to brag, but I said way back when that I thought the star witness in the case could be Ethan Crumley for the parents. Because, listen, if Ethan goes up there and says, listen, I acted on my own, my parents didn't know anything, I hid everything from them, I lied to my parents, that would be very damaging testimony for the prosecutor's case. On the other hand, the prosecutor, you know, the first question may be, did you murder two people? And you got to remember, if the defense is going to call Ethan Cromley, you got to be careful when you're going to call an alleged insane murderer as your star witness. That's a problem. Who is now 16 years old, 15 at the time? So I don't know how credible any 15 or 16-year-old would be ever. But when he does testify, the prosecutor will be allowed to cross-examine this could be terrible if Ethan gets on the stand and says, listen, I reached out to my parents. They bought me a gun. They taught me how to shoot it. I hear things. I cut the heads off birds. I'm reaching out and my parents did nothing. Now, what does that do to the defense? Listening to Charlie, the testimony of Ethan Crumbly seems really high risk in both directions. It sounds like it will either be a brilliant move or an extremely costly mistake. And for now, we don't know which direction that's going to go. Plus, there is no guarantee that Ethan will actually be called to the stand. Attorneys by nature are really risk-averse. So what does Charlie think of this idea? I think Ethan is a time bomb, to be honest with you. And, you know, in trials, we don't like to be so edgy. However, if the defense knows something that we don't, maybe the defense did talk to Ethan and Ethan's going to give some testimony that's going to be favorable. Yeah, he absolutely should testify. I mean, and maybe he'll fall on the sword and say, listen, I shot those uh, kids in the school. You know, he doesn't have to. Theoretically, can take the fifth. But again, his credibility is going to be highly, highly suspect by the jury. And if the defense, the parents are calling him as their star witness, I think that's a real danger. There has been a central question surrounding the trials of Ethan, James, and Jennifer Crumbly. Can any of them get a fair trial in Oakland County? There is no question this story has spent a lot of time dominating headlines since late 2021 locally and nationally. But is that enough to move the trial to another county? 
That is up to Judge Matthews, at least for now. And I say for now because, of course, the defense has the right to appeal. And that a change of venue would only be justified where voir dire revealed that an impartial jury could not be impaneled. Oakland County is not a small community and is sufficiently diverse to weigh against a finding of presumed prejudice. It's well established that pretrial publicity alone does not warrant a change of venue. Further, both Michigan and federal courts have articulated a preference for conducting voir dire before deciding a motion to change venue. Therefore, the motion for change of venue or veneer is denied. But there was a lot of legalese in that statement, like voir dire, which is basically French for jury selection. Here's Charlie again. He'll translate. The purpose of a change of venue is that the defendant says he, he or she cannot get a fair trial. But we don't know what a fair trial is until you actually see jurors in the box, so to speak. And the attorneys have the ability to question those jurors. Have you been prejudiced in some way? Do you know about this case? Have you read about it? Have you heard about it on radio? Whatever. And in a big county like Oakland County, this is such a diverse county with diverse people and not everybody reads the news. Or if they do read the news, they have a casual knowledge of the case, but they can put that knowledge out of their minds and listen to the facts presented in evidence. It just happens. And we have so many jurors. Change of venues generally in very small counties where there's a limited jury pool and still, though, at the time the jury is selected, then you know right away, I think the probably case will stay right here in Oakland County. I'm about 99.5% sure it will. You always want to try the case in the county where the action took place. One thing about the American judicial system is that it often does not move as quickly as we would like. Some of that is by design, right? The process includes many avenues for both the prosecution and defense to explore before trial begins. And look, some of that is by design, right? The process includes many avenues for both the prosecution and defense to explore before the trial begins. Ethan's trial is set for January with his parents set for October. Will that timeline hold? The only real urgency is that you've got theoretically two innocent people in jail. They did not make bond. And the novelty of this case, I mean, I don't know if the parents are guilty or not. That's for a jury to decide. But what I do know is that generally speaking, defendants who are in custody do get priority. And they can't just be delayed forever and ever. The fact that they're going to call someone who also has a murder case pending, and that case was set for January. To me, I mean, there's some strategy, which I'd have to really think about. Do you want the criminal case and Ethan to go first, or do you want the parents' case to go first? I don't really know what's the strategy there. I think the most important thing, though, is that you've got to, you know, everyone has a right to a speedy trial. And I think that assuming all of the evidence is known and all of the motions are made regarding the evidentiary issues, I would think that this case is ready to go. And I think the judge wants to move it along. Because of the nature of the alleged crimes in these cases, the trials of all three Crumblies will always be sensational. There is nothing that can be done to stop that. But as we've learned, that does not mean that a fair trial cannot be conducted. In fact, we talked about this very same thing a few weeks ago in relation to the Danielle Stislicki case. Go back in our feed in the Daily J and check it out. If convicted, James and Jennifer Crumbly could spend the next 60 years in prison, which for folks in their mid-40s would be a life sentence. Might their son be their only way out? Only time will tell. As always, a million thanks to WWJ legal analyst Charlie Langton for helping with this episode. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for local news on demand 24-7, which of course includes all the latest on the Crumblies. 
Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We've got a brand new email address, dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Questions, comments, concerns, would love to hear any and all of them. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.